Welcome to another edition of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Today we continue our SEC preview journey, and today joining me is Alabama Rolling Tide head coach Christy Curry. Christy, a former head coach at Texas Tech and Purdue, has appeared in a national championship game while coaching at Purdue, is nearing in on her 400th career win. A coach that isn't well known, isn't uh, thought of on a national scale, but uh, like I said, said the said the resume right there, 400 wins is nothing to snuff at, so looking forward to talking to her, learning a little bit more about her and, and what she's all about. Alabama finished 8th in the SEC last year, was just kind of middle of the road, but had some impressive wins over Tennessee, took Georgia to overtime, so a team that uh, was certainly... Uh, no walkover. They lost some talent from last year, but bring in a ton of new talented faces. And I look forward to hearing about her outlook for the season. We'll get her on the phone and we'll be right back. This is the jump around. Back here on the jump around, and joining me is the head coach of Alabama women's basketball team, Christy Curry. Coach, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to join me. And I know, I know, the season just started for you guys. You have your first official practice under your belt. But before we get into the the tide, which we will get into plenty, I want to go back to the beginning of your coaching career. You've been in this business for such a long time, and you immediately got into it after graduating college, entering the high school ranks and working your way up. Uh, was that something you always knew that you wanted to be was a coach? Because, I mean, man, you wasted no time getting right into it. You know, I grew up around high school coaches. My mom coached high school girls basketball in North Louisiana for uh, nearly 30 years, and my dad coached junior high football for 38. So just kind of grew up, you know, um, on a football field, a gym, or, or out at the softball field. And so wanted to be a high school coach and teacher and finished up at 21 and then got a head job and was a high school coach for three years. And I was working a lot of summer camps um, and had worked Coach Blair's camp at, at A&M one summer and um, or actually at Stephen F. Austin when Coach was there um, and had so much success. I'm in the 90s and got a chance to go to Tulane with one of his former assistants from that summer camp experience that was looking to hire someone that knew Louisiana, so with my background, and um, went, to, went to Tulane and then uh, was blessed to go to Stephen F. Austin and then um, to Louisiana Tech with Leon Barmore and Kim Mulkey, and from there was just uh, the chance to go to Purdue um, at 33, so I start my 20th year as a head coach, and in my 31st year in coaching this year, I'm really excited. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and you mentioned Purdue, your second year as a head coach, you go to the national championship game. Was there in the moment as a young head coach, um, as someone who was a new head coach, you get to the pinnacle of the sport essentially? Was there was there a feeling in the moment? I know now you know, you look at it retroactively, you know how tough it is to get to such a, a top level, but. In the moment, was there any feeling of, "Hey, this is this ain't so hard. I got a, I got a pretty good read on this." Well, you know, Purdue was in such a great situation at the time because they had just won the national championship, um, and I took the job the year after. So you're thinking, "Man, you know, how can you do better than that?" <laughs> um, but we were fortunate in that second year; we had the number one recruiting class. 
in our first year and um, had some great players that came in and joined a core group of a Katie Douglas and a Kelly Kamara and a Camille Cooper. And so there was a great core that we inherited, but we also were fortunate to sign a tremendous recruiting class. Um, Sharika Wright, Erica Vilek, Beth Jones, Lindsay Hicks, and Shalisha Hearns. You know, uh, a couple of those right now, Sharika's an assistant at Vanderbilt, and then Lindsay Hicks is, the, is an assistant at Louisiana Tech. And just a, a tremendous group of people there at Purdue that, that wanted to win and were really successful. So I'm not sure, Blake, it was all about coaching. <laughs> you know, great players. Great players definitely helped that. But we were fortunate to go to seven straight tournaments at Purdue. And, again, we were just trying to build on the success. You know, before, you know, Carolyn Peck was there and had won the national championship, which she was only there for a year, Neil Fortner had done a great job, and then Lynn Dunn. Yep. You know, Purdue, Purdue had been so successful, so – and had dominated the Big Ten. We were just fortunate enough to come in and build on that and work hard. So it was much bigger than me. You know, it's a tremendous tradition there. Um, you know, it, it was a great place to be at the time. I, I had a chance to step out of my comfort zone. You can tell with this accent, moving from the South, <laughs> you know, up, up to Purdue in the Big Ten really helped me grow, really helped us grow up a lot. Um, you know, but I'll be honest, you know, I, I was used to going to Final Fours. I've been to two out of three at Louisiana Tech as yep. an assistant. So competing at the highest level. But I will tell you this, it's very difficult to get there, you know, and I don't take that for granted any longer because I think at the time I probably didn't realize this isn't the norm. This is very hard yep. to do. And, you know, to go to the Final Four, what, three out of five years, one as a head coach is, is a blessing. So you can't take those times for granted. Yeah, absolutely. And, after you go, uh, after you spend your time at Purdue, you put in seven seasons at Texas Tech, too. You're entering year six at Alabama. I feel like you are, while you've been around the game, I mean, you're going to win your 400th game this year of your career. Uh, you're, you're sitting at 393 right now. You've got a 63.3% winning percentage. I mean, you've had a heck of a career, but I also feel like, I, I, for whatever reason, Coach, you, you're not someone that, that I feel like people know that well. Uh, is that more, is that, do you, do you have any theory on that? Is it because of your personality maybe? Is it, uh, just because you don't seek that kind of stuff? I'm just, I'm just curious to what it is. Cause I don't think if the general fan would, if I told them, yeah, you know, Christy Curry's going to win her 400th career game. Like, wow, really? I didn't, I didn't realize she's had that much success and, and you really have had such a successful career. You know, I think the thing is a polite, like we've always been the underdog, you know, um, you know, we, we didn't play at a high level collegiately. You know, we we're just a little high school coach that worked hard and was blessed with a good opportunity and took that opportunity and made the most of it. But, you know, every job we've taken, um, when you follow a national championship at Purdue, you follow a legend, Marsha Sharp, at Texas Tech, those are hard, hard things to do. And I'm not saying that. Sometimes I'm, I'm sure people don't understand that. You know, and, and then this third one has been completely, you know, just – a, a rebuild and so I've been blessed with so many experiences that I just try to draw from as an assistant coach a high school coach and now as a head coach so you know we probably we're, we're kind of that underdog that just puts their head down works hard most importantly puts our kids first every day I say I've got 15 big girls at the office and two two little girls at home they're now growing up as well so you know um, everybody's graduated we've won a lot of games we've been to nine NCAA tournaments so it is the people. It's our players. It's my family. It's our staff. And um, I'm just really blessed to be surrounded by a lot of it. It's never going to be about me. It's going to be about my kids every day and them being happy and successful. It's a 60-year plan. It's not just about the four years at Alabama, Purdue, or Texas Tech. I want them to be successful 
beyond the game. Sure. Well, you certainly have done a nice job at Alabama. Um, you know, after year two, you, year two, you win two games in conference. You've increased that win total in the SEC each year, uh, culminating last year in the uh, eighth place finish, and you make a run to the WNIT quarterfinals. So, touching a little bit on last year's team, you lose a little bit for sure in Hannah Cook and Ashley Williams specifically. Two pretty big time players, and and I know you guys will miss them, and we'll get into next year's team, but. Uh, as far as the impact that last year's class left and, and the season they had, uh, what can you say about what they did for your program? Well, just changing the culture every day, from going to every class to double knotting their shoes to getting their shirt tails in to representing the program, the culture. I mean, it was a complete culture change. and It was the bottom, at the bottom of the SEC in all areas, and so it takes time when you're in the best league in the country. And, um, you know, we've had back-to-back 21 seasons um, – We've had some great wins, you know, and the thing about it is we're so close, and, and we did. We lost a great senior class. Hannah's in Greece currently, just got there. Um, Ashley is in Germany. Nene Bolton is in Portugal. So this class had to come in and start as freshmen. So they, they had to learn, you know, and now we have more depth in our classes that understand, you know, Jordan Lewis and Shakira Wade and Ashley Knight, who's about to set the all-time blocks record at Alabama, you know, We've got um, some new faces. Um, you look at Jasmine Walker from a year ago, completely different player. It's had an unbelievable summer. Remember the name Sierra Johnson. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then our freshman class is the best that we've had. The move to Coleman two years ago, changing facility, has just made a big difference. So we're really excited about the future. Um, you know, we've signed an extension. We're here. This is going to be it for us. So we want to get Alabama back to an NCAA tournament, make that number 10 for our staff. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of these newcomers. You've got a ton of new faces. You mentioned Sierra Johnson. She was the JUCO player of the year last year, number one rated JUCO recruit out of Shelton State Community College. Um, you know, it's always hard to play the who replaces what game, but uh, I have to imagine she's going to be a focal point for your team from the start. Well, she really is. You know, we signed her two years ago out of high school. We've had that five-year relationship with her. She was a major target the moment we walked in the door and beat most everything in the country on her. She's an impact, and she's extremely skilled and very, very motivated and, and just a tremendous leader. And, you know, I think she – and I know sometimes it's a transition from your sophomore to junior season for some junior college players, but, boy, she knows so much about our program and has longed so long to be here – so I think the transition for her has been so quick and so easy. Um, she's going to be an impact in our backcourt along with Jordan Lewis. I think they have a chance to be special. Um, you know, you look at Megan Abrams, who's from Lafayette Christian, who won a state championship and going to be an impact. We'll beat an awful lot of folks in the SEC on her. Is smooth and talented, played in a great, you know, was an Adidas All-American. You know, you look at Tania Wright, a 6'2". Reminds me a lot of Dewana Bonner from mm. Auburn this year's back. Yeah. Um, out of the Atlanta area, has really, really done some great things. And then you look at Daisha Benjamin, who won a state championship. Tanaya played for a state championship. Um, Daisha Benjamin is first out of Laney and Augusta, Georgia, can just score in bunches. I'm really excited about her. Allie Craig Cruz has won a state championship at Lauderdale County, can shoot the lights out. I think that she's not where Hannah was, but she's going to be able to come in and make open shots for us, along with Benjamin. I think those two are really going to help with the ability to be an outside threat. Hannah Barber's a point guard that's going to come into our backcourt and give us some depth. 
has won a state championship. Megan Abrams, as I mentioned earlier, could be an impact in this league down the road. to won a state championship. All of our kids know how to win. Mm. You know, and it's been fun. Yeah. Shelby Gibson, the transfer from Ole Miss, is another new face that yep. every single day in practice has just been an unbelievable personality. Is getting herself in the best condition of her life. You know, we're waiting on immediate eligibility for her. Okay. Uh, Araya Copeland, Ashley Knight, Shelby Gibson at the five. Um, we're really excited. Benjamin, Craig, and, you know, Jasmine Walker at the four. Um, you know, it's it's exciting what we have going on. Grace Pelfrey's a walk-on. Our men's assistant, John Pelfrey, you may know that name. Yep, yep. Um, Grace played with CFE in the summers, and she's a great walk-on for us. You know, John was a great player at Kentucky. He's now a men's assistant. He's a head coach at Arkansas. And then our walk-on, who I scholarship last year, Taylor Berry, has just been an unbelievable senior leader. So, as much as we're excited, we only have two seniors as well. But the yeah. hardest work on our team and someone that has just led the way has been a major impact every day is Shakira Way. Her game's at an all-time high. And she's physically just unbelievable what she's done in the weight room this summer and with her toughness. So we're excited. You can tell I'm yeah. just talking about all of them. I was going to say, you, you kind of brighten up when we, when we get into it, which uh... – which I can appreciate. Uh, something I want to ask of you, uh, one of the highlights of the past few seasons is uh, you guys being able to uh, handle Tennessee so well. And I guess the greater question I want to ask, if you look down your schedule from last year, uh, you, you, you had a tough stretch where you, you lost four straight to Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, and South Carolina. But then you flip, you beat Ole Miss, you beat Tennessee, you beat Auburn, you take Georgia, uh, to overtime, and then you take LSU to overtime on the road. Uh, it seems like you know one or two things go a different way. You know, you guys are instead of eighth, you're in sixth, or maybe you're in that fifth spot. Um, what do you guys need to do to be able to consistently move forward and not only beat? You know, you you obviously want to beat the teams ahead of you, but kind of beat those teams that you quote unquote should beat too. What do you guys need to do to kind of make those games string together? Well, I think it's important consistency in all areas every single day, 24-7. And, you know, whether it's a free throw here or there or a box out or, a, you know, it, it's just a league of mistakes. You, you know, the team that makes the often wins. Coach Knight used to say when I was at Texas Tech and had a chance to work with the young girls to get them state, you know, and the team that makes the fewest often will win. And you know, that's very true. And I think it's accountability, Blake, that we're really working every single day in every drill. You know, every shooter, every scrimmage, every five-on-five, five, everything with our practice guys that we're going against on a daily basis, it's the little things that make a big difference become big things. So it's accountability. It's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with classrooms. It's the same thing with being on time. It's how to dress and how to be. And so the little things every single day. And believe me, our senior class a year ago had to come in and change a culture in our close period, and they were tremendous with that. But it's time now to take that next step. So Jordan Lewis and Shakira Wade and Taylor Berry, Jasmine Walker, you know, it's, it's that core group that, that understands what we can do to improve and be better today than we were yesterday. Sure. Yeah. Well, something those returners do bring is a little postseason experience. And I really wanted to talk to you about your guys' run in the WNIT. You... So often when a team from like the BC, from a BCS conference makes the NIT, it, it's usually one way or the other. Either the kids go, eh, who cares, it's the NIT, and they tank it, or they take it seriously and for what it's worth, 
and actually make a push. And that's what you guys did. Uh, you lose to Virginia Tech, who made it all the way to the finals. I just wonder, since you've been, obviously, in both tournaments, the NCAA and the WNIT, uh, a bunch, is the mindset any different entering that? Is it is it any more difficult to get the kids motivated for that as opposed to the NCAA tournament? I'm just I'm just um, I'm interested about the whole mindset behind that. Well, it's something that you know we we don't want to be about anything but the NCAA tournament, but we also understand the chance for season at Alabama is something that hasn't been accomplished in so long that you have to take that next step, which is the NIT. You know, the WBI, those postseason experiences that you can get, really can, you know, vault your team into an NCAA tournament. I mm-hmm. saw that happen at Texas Tech. You know, I think yeah. seeing this at postseason and learning that that is important was the first step. Now that we learned postseason is important and that we want to take the next step of postseason, it's part of the process. We talk about the process a lot at Alabama with Coach Davis and everything that's within the culture of our promo here, period. You know, what's the next step to move forward? Now we feel like the next step is the NCAA tournament. It's also a chance to compete and win a championship, you know. I don't know if you heard the story. You know, we had, we were in an accident on the way to Virginia Tech and were separated and had all kinds of stuff that went on that day. But we didn't even practice, I think. And we had one group that was in one hotel, one group in another. Our bus had gotten hit and it was icy. And it was just that we were fortunate to just get to Virginia Tech that day. Um, from from our situation with the way the weather was that weekend. But no excuses with that, but it was the most bizarre travel. So I'm hoping these kids go, man, we don't want to be in no bizarre travel. We want to make sure we put ourselves in a position you know, with the NCAA tournament, because the travel is a little bit different there. Yeah, I, I, I missed that story. I, I don't know how I did, but I was not aware of that until this very moment. It was it was a pretty bizarre experience, but thankfully everybody was safe and um, we ended up playing the game. That's about all we did though for about forty eight hours. Yeah. But you know the travel in the NIT is a little bit different than it is in the NCAA tournament. Yes, and some these kids are learning as well. So, yeah. um, but it was it was a great experience for us. And Virginia Tech has a great team, and um, they did a great job. And you know both of us both had the chance to be in the NCAA tournament with a win here or there, like you were saying. Yep. You know, overtime to Georgia and LSU the last week, take care of your business at home prior to that. We all know that this week, you know, is a 7-18 NCAA tournament league. Mm-hmm. Eight's gotten in before, it didn't get in. Now what do we do to make sure we're not putting ourselves in that position this season? Yeah, and the league is in uh, such a unique spot. Um, for me, I feel like this is the first time in a few years where there wasn't a clear-cut number one or two. Now certainly – you know, you, you've got the Mississippi State, the South Carolinas, the teams that have been up there that are still going to be uh, likely competing for the top. But it feels like, I don't know if, if you feel this way, but I feel like as difficult as the league is, which it is, I feel like it's wide open this year more so than in the past. And, and you could probably convince me of several teams finishing in a, you know, a six to seven, eight team spot. It just, it's such a wide open league that, yeah, you kind of spoke to it, but uh, one or two games can literally change your, your outcome from being in fourth to being in 10th place. That's brutal. Absolutely. And that's what's fun, though. I mean, to coach in this league and to play in this league, you want to be challenged. That's the greatest challenge you can have with the game. And so I feel like it's a blessing. You know, it's something you have to embrace. And it's, um, it's a lot of fun as a competitor. I can promise you that. Yeah. Um, I got just two more questions to get you out of here. When you take over the Alabama team, obviously uh, every school has its own unique uh, challenges, unique um, opportunities. 
But Alabama, you say Alabama, you think Alabama football, period, point blank, we're done. No other sports exist at the school, you know, as far as, as the general sports fans concerned. When you come in and take over the program, was there anything uh, different that you, you know, once once you're there that maybe you didn't expect, for better or for worse, this could be either way, but was there anything about the program and, and the school that surprised you uh, once you were there for a while and had a chance to take it all in? I think two things surprised me. Um, the first thing being the power of the brand. It's mm. incredible. There's nowhere in the world you can't go. You know, I've been in Italy and ACNA and it's Roll Tide. I've been <laughs> in New York City, it's Roll Tide. I've been in Dallas, it's Roll Tide. The brand is incredible. And the value of that degree and how that can impact the next 60 years is just like no place I've ever been. And mm. I've been blessed to be in some incredible universities, you know. Yeah. I think that is, has really, if you live it, you can't explain it. Until you experience it, you can't just can't, can't, can't understand. Yeah. The second thing has been the environment here within the athletic department, from Bill Battle's leadership to Greg Byrne. The, the camaraderie, that there's no jealousy, there's nothing but support for one another. Talk from men's golf with J.C. Wool to Patrick Murphy with softball to Coach Saban never saying you no know, or anything that we've asked that we need his help with. To you look across to Coach Cannon in baseball, Dana Duckworth in gymnastics. I could go on and on and on. And Avery Johnson. Avery Avery has been incredible. We text and talk near daily. I mean, the, the culture of the coaches and how each one helps in recruiting, how each one shows how each one says, can I use this? Can you tell me about how you do this? It is just the most incredible atmosphere of excellence. And everybody here can be successful. And if you look at the other sports beyond football, you know, it's amazing what golf has done. It's amazing what softball has done. It's amazing. Eight against the turn. All those things. It's just a culture of unselfish. Let's be about the age. Let's represent this university at the highest level because we can all do this together. Sure. It's amazing how everyone works together here. So those two things have just been really special. And it's a great, great. The third thing I'm interested in is okay, like the location. Yeah. Where we're located. I mean, we had those. Experiences that I've had, and you look at the location here, you're three hours from Atlanta, you're four and a half from New Orleans, you're two and a half from Jackson, you're three from Nashville. Yeah. Man, I can get in the car and go, go multiple states. I can cover a lot of ground in one day. So that has just been amazing. An unofficial visit we can have on this campus. Yeah. Well, when you don't have location in your day, you understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've, you know, I've been to, to nearly every SEC town, and, and Tuscaloosa is certainly one that, uh, that never never disappoints. You got everything you need there for sure, uh, and and you can't really you can't go more than a block without seeing yeah a flag, a, a banner, uh, you know, a sign, something. So it's everything is built about the school, and and you guys have a pretty gorgeous campus too. To to be fair, it's not just it's not just the football stuff, but yeah, Tuscaloosa never never disappoints anytime I'm in town there. Um, it's. It's a fun place to raise a family and work. I can tell you that. Yeah. So. Well, I will. Uh, I'll get you going on this because I know you guys got practice and you you gotta you gotta get going. But um, one thing I like to do whenever I'm finishing an interview with a coach is to kind of give them a chance to say something they 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 want to say about their program or um, you know maybe 
the casual women's basketball fan doesn't know about Alabama women's basketball. Maybe they don't watch you because you're not on national TV as much as you know some of the some of the top schools like a UConn or Notre Dame or whoever. Uh, what would you say to those fans who haven't seen you before, or maybe they're flipping through their channel, they see Alabama women's basketball is playing, uh, should I stop on that game or not? What would you like uh, just the general population to know about you, to know about your team? Um, feel free to take that however you want to take it. You know, I feel like we're that team in the SEC this year that can take that next step forward. You know, um, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the national championship team. And, you know, for us to take this program back to the NCAA tournament is, is what it's about with us this season. And talk about two words, grit and gratitude. We want to be the hardest working team in the SEC, and we want to be the most thankful in all that we do every day. And, you know, we're way too blessed to be stressed. And certainly um, those two words, grit and gratitude, are what we want to represent. So I hope they'll stop on, stop on that down when we're flipping through and take some time to watch these kids because they are the epitome of what an athlete should be about. Yeah, well, Coach, uh, I certainly appreciate you again. You you taking some time out of your busy schedule to, to spend a little bit of time with me and talking to me. Uh, Alabama season opener uh, opens up uh, November seventh at home against Southeastern Louisiana, and then they'll take a tough road trip across the country to Utah. Coach, best of luck to you and your team, and, and really thank you again for the time. Hey, thanks for having us on, Blake, and roll time. So thanks again to Christy Curry, head coach of Alabama, for taking some time out of her schedule for joining me today. And best of luck to her and her tied team this season. Thank you, as always, for listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a review, that would be very helpful. As always, I can be found on Twitter at Blake Dudonis. Always welcome feedback and thoughts. We will continue our SEC preview with our next episode so be on the lookout that should be in your listening device very soon until then thanks again for listening this is the jump around